0: Jesus, I crave to know you just to know you will satisfy my soul. Jesus, I crave to know you just to know you will satisfy. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 45, and today we are in Luke chapter 18, and I want to thank you for following along or maybe tuning in for the first time. I hope that the Lord speaks to you through His Word as He faithfully does. So let's just jump into it. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. It says, Then Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. That's an important piece just right off the gate. They should always pray and not to give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? You know, I think sometimes when we read this parable and this persistent widow and And sometimes the translation, rather than him saying, will come and attack me, other translations will say, will wear me out. Um, And so maybe not so much from this physical assault side, but just the persistence and annoyance to this unjust judge. He was just wore down by her persistence and i think that's really what 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 jesus was trying to paint the picture of is to to not to not be faint hearted and to persist in prayer and so one of the things that jesus close out that closes out that parable and says however when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth And so, as we press in to faithfully pursue God through Jesus Christ, I think Jesus is encouraging us to be persistent, to be persistent and faithful in prayer and seek Him. And as we press in, we will see that Justice, he says, will come for his chosen ones. Verse 9, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. Jesus told this parable. So that's the context of to whom he's speaking. Those confident in their own righteousness who looked down on everyone else. Verse 10, it says, Two men, Jesus is speaking, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I think this parable really explains itself. It's, it's crystal clear on how we should approach God, how we should think of ourselves. And it's easy for us to see our insufficiencies. One thing sometimes I think that we struggle with as children of God is, is making that shift in our hearts to seeing ourselves from insufficient insignificant, making that shift to seeing ourselves as the righteousness of God, to seeing ourselves as as beloved children of the Most High God, as brothers and sisters incorporated into the family of Jesus Christ. So I think both ends of the spectrum exist, and we must be cautious to not be either, neither puffed up in pride and arrogance and looking down upon others, but then also not keeping ourselves trapped in this mentality of that we're dirty dogs and um, and 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 not um, and not fit for anything. I I realize the concern that some would have with that that might have with this statement. But, um, once, once we are redeemed, we are his bride. We are the bride of Christ and we must come to discover our identity in Christ. And, uh, so we must be, we must be cautious of both mentalities. Uh, Reading on it says in verse 15, people were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. A certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do? to inherit eternal life. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal, give false testimony, honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Now notice that. Jesus pointed out each commandment, and he says, I've kept these since I was a boy. And Jesus said, you lack one thing. Jesus didn't say, actually, you have committed these, um, uh, coming against these particular commandments. No, Jesus didn't correct him, but he said, you lacked one thing. Sell everything that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. So Jesus went after the very thing that his heart was so greatly attached to. Verse 24, Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife, brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age. And in the age to come, eternal life. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. Jesus told him very explicitly there, what lie before him. Verse 34, the disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus praising God. When all the people saw it they also praised God. A closing thought. I just want to leave with you. This blind beggar he knew that Jesus was capable and so he he made noise. He drew attention and it worked. Jesus came and asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The man didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't try to fluff it up. He said, I want to see. He also recognized Jesus' lordship. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Now, there's two pieces to this I want to just very quickly identify. Jesus tells him, your faith has healed you. But Jesus said to him, receive your sight. So his sight was given to him by Jesus' direct command, receive your sight. But it was the man's faith that brought healing to him. There's a partnership there that has occurred. His faith mixed with the word and i think that is something necessary for every one of us to exercise and to believe it's a mixing of faith and the word we must have both and we must seek both so i pray that this was a blessing to you and i pray that uh, god multiplies it in your heart until next time god bless if it means it, i'm close to you I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you, and in your house I'll